Yovans Omarje alongside Marky. And welcome to Unscripted Convos, the podcast. Um, it has been a lovely homage. This is the seventh episode of our thing. Sure. More wow, until they it. It, it feels like seven. However, I'm going to reach. Yeah, I'm going to reach. Seven. But whichever number we reach, I'm going to hold it. And. It's the pre recordings, is that thing. Because yeah. I'm sure we record about 15 episodes by now. We have recorded so many episodes. <laughs> but this is probably the same episode. Right? Yeah. Because we just actually have a particular order in which yeah. episode of a release. So, and we can't get to that, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Right. And try, ensure that things you know, stay within, like, the, the, what you gonna call it? To make sure it's the, the friendship and the, the relationship. <laughs> The producer she has the host them. <laughs> well, we'll keep the peace. So we'll listen to the producer she is. Let me say, but we don't want any friend entanglement, which is <laughs> which is the title of today's episode. The topic of today's episode. Yeah, that was smooth and curly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, Martin. <laughs> but they just keep to. The first couple questions I'll just ask the third question when they're on the screen. Uh, Have you ever been in a friend entanglement? Not really. But wait, maybe maybe explain friend entanglement first. Like, 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 what is a friend entanglement? Uh, where is this? You find friend entanglement. So, for those who don't know what an <laughs> entanglement is, um, not by the regular, um, urban, not by the, not by the, not by the um, dictionary standard. Dictionary definition. We're talking about the urban dictionary definition because <laughs> we're sure it's not there by now. <laughs> but, um, um, two celebrities who are married or in a particular relationship had a part, had a, them have a show podcast and what well, wife of a show podcast and she has a yo, you know, him that cheats or she got cheated and the whole thing has been a whole entanglement. That's essentially what, what, what we're reference is coming from. See? So, when we say friendship cheating and then things there, you know that may be a part of the dynamic. Mm-hmm. But the idea of friend entanglement is have you ever been in a situation where your current friendships have been, you know, messy? Or it has been strained, or it, it, it just—it's it, just been difficult overall, and it comes with so many moving pieces, and moving parts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to a regular human being. The better say, just cut, 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 cut it out. Yeah. I would ask people what relationship isn't. Um, I think expectations set us up a lot of time, and I think it is unfair to ask perfection out of two perfect people. Yeah, I think it is unfair to look on somebody and go, know how to love me, know how to treat me right away before we go through anything at all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what sets us up for failure a lot of times. Like, because there are certain things that we are used to and we have been through, we expect everybody to be used to yeah. and have gone through that. And that's just not the case. Right. right? So. Um, with a friendship, there is a process of learning and growing, and most relationships, most friendships have growing pains. True. So, yeah, I dare say all of my friendships yeah. <laughs> have been missing. Um, but I love them the same way because, you know, according to my Bible and my pastor, I love them the same way. So, here we are. Here we are. So, I too have been in. Where you look at friend and wins. Mm. Um, and to be very honest, it's not the most comfortable thing at all. And when when I look back at it, if I was to look at it from a perspective of did this serve me well or was this beneficial to me? Mm. Then I'd be like, no, God, I'm very stressful country. Why why not sit down there and you all dictate to me how we live my life? No. No no. You see me? And it makes me question why why did I even 
stay in those situations, those, those friend tanglements. <laughs> in the first place, like why do you bother do that? And what 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 brings to mind is the question: What is then the purpose of friendships? Mm. Like, why why am I sit here through a particular relationship, which is you know, for this conversation, a friendship? Why why am I going to sit here and go through the mock and the mire mm-hmm. with you or with producer she or with anybody else? Like, what's the purpose? That's a good question. Um, I think. As Christians, we live our entire lives in community. Mm-hmm. Um, friendships is just one more of those communities. Um, yeah. Um, and so, I believe um, learning to love somebody, learning, um, spending that time um, growing with somebody mm-hmm. is in, in and of itself an act of love. Um, it isn't necessary. I shouldn't be your friend because I need you or I need something from you. Like, that shouldn't be the reason why I am your friend. Why? Because the moment I stop needing that thing that you are no longer useful. So you're, what you're saying is that we should not be putting value on friendships or value on people based on what they can provide us. Exactly. Okay. Right. Because right? that is a selfish look at things. Mm-hmm. Right? I should simply be a friend because I care about you and I want to get to know you and I value the time that we spend together and the experiences that we have. Yeah. Right? Um, that is going to come with its own issues, but at the end of the day, no matter how many issues you go through, because that's your mindset going into this friendship, you will come back. I mean, I've argued all of my friends, but I get you, I get pretty session, I get Dan, I get, you know, I get all of my friends. That's right. Right? Um, and I've never questioned if those friends will show up for me at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I've never had to question that. Because I might have a problem with you today, mm-hmm. but you might have a problem with me tomorrow. Right? But at the end of the day, if you have a problem with me, I know I can still call you and go, Omar, um, we need a credit. Yo, buy a pizza for me. Yo, help me with this. Right? Mm-hmm. And even if you are upset, you still go, oh, you be sad. Right? That's true. So I believe moving away from what can this person give me and simply going, how can I love this person in spite of the issues that we're currently facing and how can we work through those issues together is a better and a more healthy way to view friendships and approach them. So what you're saying to me is we need to know redefine how we view friendships. I think we first need to define it because we don't know. Alright, so we can, we can define it. See? Like, even searching, like Google, like, if you ask five people who are sitting together, they might give you five different answers of friendships. Mm-hmm. And I think the friendship space is filled with a lot of expectations. I expect you to do this without ever saying it to the person. Um, and so, when we do that, without actually figuring out what a friendship is, Right. We can't play straight on the other person. Which I think reaches a lot of people, um, including us. Mm-hmm. Because from time to time, how much time you ever fit yourself saying, Yo, hey man, I'm afraid that's enough. Or when last you to them, or how much have you, you know, sat down and you reached them or go through different life oh. scenarios? All the time. You see me? Um, we tend to, we, what we tend to do is rather than intentionally choosing people to, Walk with, which is what my definition mm. of friendship is like intentionally choosing persons that that I'm going to walk walk like walk life through mm. walk life with. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of doing that, we tend to just use situations and, and environments to determine that for us. And I mean that that has been so before you, you so for example, like you go to school, right? You did the same class, okay, we are friends. Right, because that's how life has helped us a lot. Right, you know, we're in the same office, you share the same set of cubicle then, mm-hmm. you know, okay, we are work friends. Right, and there's nothing wrong with a friendship that starts like that. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Some of my best friends I met at school, whether it's high school or university, mm-hmm. some of my best friends yeah. I met in that space, but there needs to be more uh-huh. for a friendship. 
what more? Intentionality, as I said earlier. Right, right, right. Like, it shouldn't be a case where school is no over, we've graduated, so we can no longer be friends mm-hmm. because we no longer occupy the same space. Mm-hmm. Or I have changed jobs, so we're no longer friends. Right. There should be a level of intentionality beyond that. Um, and I think a lot of that is lacking in software. In a lot of, in a lot of cases, that is lacking. Because mm-hmm. it is just, eh, then this is hard. Oh, well, let's move on. Right, right, right. And so, for me, for me, we, we need to, we need to move to a place of, of not a, of, of, we need to move from a place of allowing life to determine our friendships mm-hmm. and allow for our, our friendships to help us go through life. Okay. Because I want you to set the term like that. Life's like a little bit killer, right? That's a Regardless of the people that like, they're on it. Is it me? Um, but say more. More here, more words than this. So, so just, just from the same conversation we've been having so far, mm-hmm. where we tend to allow our environmental situations to right. determine our friendships, right. rather than intentionally choosing these people. Mm-hmm. Um, we... We, we need to change from that to, okay, Mark, you and I have a shared interest. Mm-hmm. All right? We move from that to, yo, Mark, I see that you have an interest in um, setting up a road shop. I, I quite, the, only, the only concern or, or, or um, the only interest that I have in the road shop, I get to eat the road <laughs> <laughs> That's the only, that's literally the only like interest that I would have. Mm-hmm. However, because I have not chosen to walk with you through life, mm-hmm. like all right, Marky wants to buy the shop. By the way, guys, Marky wants to buy the shop. <laughs> Just saying. So uh, we're going to shoot out like a, a link so you can like you know you can, you can submit your orders and then things there. This is is it <laughs> no one ship is still all around. You see me, so if no one to the roti, it's what, roti Thursdays? Or roti Wednesdays? Roti Thursdays, yeah, so, link, link, hit up in the DMs. Or in the comments. Wow, wait a minute. <laughs> not uncomfortable at all. <laughs> but, but, like, showing the interest, change the interest from the, the from an external force mm-hmm. to an internal, um, to the, the person itself. Mm-hmm. So changing it from me and you um, like football to yo, I I I've seen value in you, I see you as a human being and I like whatever it is that you put out mm-hmm. and I accept the good and the bad. Right. You know? And we walk through life with the good downside and enjoy ourselves. But at the same time, work through bad. Work through bad. You know? So if we enter um, friendships with a mindset similar to that now, mm-hmm. I think we will be much more, we will be better off in the quality of friendship. Right. I'm not saying so we'll be better off in the, in the ease of the friendship because. Oh, you're easy. Not an easy room. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, our lives are so tricks. Who sees it knows? If we start to, to to understand that the value in friendships is in the in certain person and being in a relationship with the person, then we get we would see the value. More definitely, and Jesus, sorry, Brother Christian, Jesus is a perfect example of that. True, like he had 12 disciples, mm-hmm. Jesus had everything he possibly needed, but he had 12 disciples yeah. who spent every day for the better part of three years with, mm-hmm. right? He didn't need to do that, right? But he chose to live hope, live out the main part of his ministry in community, in friendships. And here's, here's the kick-up. 
there was nothing that they could give him that would be beneficial to him. No matter. Like nothing. Yeah. But Jesus chose to start to sit along these uh, guys as friends. Yeah. Right? Um answering their questions, listening to them coming, treating them as equals. Right. Teaching them. Like washing their feet. Not even just like the twelve disciples now, but like the core group of them, which would have probably been a little bit more than the twelve. Because mm-hmm. also include people like Mary Madeline. Right. Right. Everybody right. says she's there. I mean, she never knew about me, you know, but I want to make sure this podcast is very uh, genuine. Right. Right. Representation <laughs> matters. matters guys. <laughs> it really does. But, <laughs> but like, um, no, but seriously, like, it shows that, you know, Jesus' genuine care and love for his disciples and for, mm-hmm. for those that, that followed him right. on a daily basis. Right. Like, it was not, it was not all the common interest. Mm-hmm. It was not because those other common interests, you know, the Jesus would allow sin to have that in the Savior. Mm-hmm. You see me? What what Jesus did was show us how to live out life with friends. With friends. Serving your friends. And when the scripture said, um, think of yourself um less than the Galatian scripture, Yeah, you know, so that that it is that model that we need to mimic, and if we were to be very honest, I mean, like even at the top from a, even at the top from a um, from a Christian perspective alone, right? You know, we just have to like how much time you don't you don't wish you had a friend that would just 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 treat you right, and no and no require anything of you at that point in time, like you walk you, like you walk your toe up on the corner the, the dresser. Like, and you 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 beat it all sex on and, and got off to the left when the rest of you put them out of straight. Mm. And at that point in time you're at your lowest point. Mm. And you need somebody to help fix it all because you squeamish and you can't do it yourself. You need somebody to say, Alright, thank you. Look, hold on, let me fix this for you. You would not want your friend to for thirty and say, yo, alright, that cost it um twenty thousand dollars to that to fix it. No. It, it, you want it to be able to, to, to sit down, you help you through your, your arm issue or walk through with whatever food there is. Mm-hmm. And then just be there for you. Definitely. Um, and as you talk about like, like mindset, um, the scripture, it's not Colossians, it's Philippians. No, no, I'm not saying I truly don't remember that as much as I um, that's why. Apologies, Jody. And, so, and so, the scripture, Philippians 2, I'm just going to read verse 3. Um, reading from the ASV. Um, and it says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's a good mindset to approach friendship. Right? Yes, yes. Like, we should not approach the space going, so what can this person offer me? Or, or the, you know, the statement that is, that is so most commonly used right now, what are you bringing to the table? <laughs> 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 Let's keep this table neutral and not call What are you bringing to the table? Right, right, right. Um, and the truth is, you're bringing to the table you. And let, allow me to learn to love the other person. Not because I can say, oh, yeah, man, if we link up with Omar, we can get free video from a roti shop. Um, <laughs> right? I mean, you can. <laughs> it's a perk and a benefit. But <laughs> that's our primary goal. But my relationship with you should be more than just, oh, yeah, man, you have a party because you can't give a free video from the roti shop. Right? Right? I should see value in you and want to be intentional about that relationship. And that in itself is the benefit. Right. Like, the, 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 you, ever, you ever give a good gift to somebody and then just smile because they enjoyed it? Mm-hmm. Like, if you think about it, like, Around Christmas time, and oh yeah, man, never one friend, or 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 <laughs> and not one friend. We have quite a few. We have quite a few. But yeah, man, yo, somebody give me a gave me a gift of of, of um, I got, I was I spoke at at Immaculate um for mm. for a media workshop mm-hmm. the other day, mm-hmm. and I was given I was given a gift certificate for Cafe Blue. And sir, and not sorry, Cafe Blue and Subway and Tooth Protein. Me like oh, all <laughs> like me like oh, but when 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 they saw my face light up when I went to the store, 
I could see the joy in their face mm-hmm. that they gave a good gift. Mm-hmm. And it's in that same way when um you know, being a friend, being a good friend, just again, being a friend. Um the, the benefit and the, the reward is to be a good friend. Right. You know? Um and as we are as we are talking about you know being a good friend and then things there, like can you give and we, we, we decided to include Jesus into this talk. Right? Right. You bring out the verse that was in verse 3, Philippians 2. Right, right, right. Um, can you give an example of a time when your friendship has brought you closer to Christ? Um, yes, it was, I can't remember the year right now, but it's 2000. Some. Some, right? Um, and a group of friends. Um, actually, one friend in particular, Kenny's, the professor. Um, For sure. Um, and it was the pursuit of Christ in the company of friends, I think is the title, mm-hmm. right? And she came to she came to the inference because she did us a few, um, and she was like, guys, I want to walk out my journey with Christ alongside you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can honestly say that was the first time in my life where I saw friendship being as intentional as that. Yeah. Right? It wasn't a it wasn't a um understood. Oh yeah man, we've been friends for the world. We know some friend already. Yeah. You know like yeah man the person knows a of the minute to say it was actually said. Mm-hmm. Right? And through that relationship with with um those three friends, um I found myself jumping back into the world because it was a time in life where uh, me and Jesus never that close. Um, in even a me and my small corner, even yeah. the rest of the world, yeah. right? <laughs> um, and so it was just a place. I was in a um, some places that call it a dry season, um, where I was just not walking with you, right. right? But those friends rallied around me, and we discussed Bible. We took turns leading Bible studies. Um, we would um, discuss. Random videos that we saw on YouTube, right? Is your, you couldn't exactly escape it. Yeah. And so you found yourself being brought back to the world. Right. And so that really helped me to um, regain that hunger and that thirst for the world um, that, I, that I lost. Mm-hmm. And so I can see friendship um, being beneficial in that way. Yeah. And that has, that has been a thing for me ever since. Um, for me, I, I won't use an example from. So in 2009, mm. um, I'll use an example of this year. Mm. For, actually, to be very honest, I'll use an example from this week. <sighs> you know what about this week. <sighs> this week has been so much feelings. intense. <laughs> <laughs> this week has been very intense. Mm. And um, it actually includes, um, incorporates me and um, producer she. We, she was having some issues and you know, I was brought into the entanglement. <laughs> the friend, the friend entanglement, to be very, to, to be more specific. Um, and it, it, it made it was hard for me because, and being totally honest, I I myself have um, a superman complex mm-hmm. where I need to help fix everything. Like everything needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everybody can, be, can feel safe and mm-hmm. like, I need to be the one that helps everyone to, be feel, to, to feel safe mm-hmm. and uh, I saw where that that super complex online um, it affected her mm-hmm. and I I was so focused on myself and I saw my pride and all these things there mm-hmm. was, was my main focus rather than trying to actually walk with her Mm-hmm. Through the process, um, and I was explaining to her when we finally got to sit down and have a very, very intimate conversation. Mm-hmm. We're not doing this. I'm crying this week, dog. But we're not. We're not we're, let me go. Let me go. We're. I'll do a whole Leave me alone. Leave me alone. I'm not crying anymore for this week. Um, but after like having that, 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 that while I was having that um, face-to-face conversation with her. Um, I was I I I had come to the 
the realization while I was thinking about having a conversation that I myself, because I've had the experience and the privilege to have gone through the process of working through BS with friends, mm-hmm. um, I know what the expected result ought to be, especially right. as Christian friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. Like I innately, I innately I know what the expected result ought to be, right? And uh, she has not gotten, gotten to that point as yet, where she has not had the opportunity. And I hope I, uh, I'm allowed to say this. Um, I'm, I'm okay. It's okay to continue. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have to be sure of me either way. Um, but she has not been able to to, to have particular friendships mm-hmm. that have lasted long enough to walk through BS, right? Um, right. Like and then actually work through it and come out on the better end mm-hmm. um, of it. And I will say to her that, yo, I apologize for trying to expedite the process mm-hmm. and getting to the, 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 the result without actually walking through the process with you. Mm-hmm. Because she has to go through that process. Right. As annoying as it is to me. Mm-hmm. You see me? She has to go through it. Right. Um, because I know what through that that there is a process again. Even though and and that and I think that is where I was being selfish. I mean, because I never want to go through that process once more, not knowing that I have to go through that process every single time. Every new friendship. Not even every new friendship. Like every single time where there, there's an issue within friendship. Mm-hmm. I, to, I still have to go through that process. The only difference is that with new friends versus older friends, um you you with with all the friends you know what the, the expected result is. So I'm a little bit more familiar. You're a little bit more familiar. You're a little bit more confident in walking through the process, so it makes the process easier. Mm-hmm. Versus newer friends, you still have to figure out a particular dynamic right. um, that works for for the both. Yeah. You know, and that's hard because um, and I think Joe was talking about this some time ago. Um, um, but like. There are a lot of times we want to speed up the process or expedite the process because we are uncomfortable. Yes. It's not so much for the other person. Right. Right? Um, and like that those are the times we actually have to check ourselves. Mm-hmm. But going through that, how did that particular process bring it closer to Christ? So and I, I won't say if you brought me back to the Bible or anything like that don't go fast and for some brain, for some brain. Yo, the ghost did you? if you have, can we get like that 2K gospel dance, like just a gospel dance vibe? Like, like, can we get a strictly 2K gospel dance? Can we get that? Like, for real, for real. Nothing, nothing. But yeah, right. Um, it, no, it didn't bring me to a place of I know need to go into my prayer closet um, and pray for three, um, three days and three nights. But what it did, it, it showed me um, the. It showed me that the Holy Spirit is still working in both myself and and in relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it showed me that the Holy Spirit is working in the community that that, that we're in because it's not just between the two of us, but it was uh, it was like seven of us, including me. Me, when you watch this in the future, hopefully we go to the G. Me is a. It's one of our friends. Big up yourself, Big up yourself. Yeah. And Sean said that, like, he said, sanctification is group work. <laughs> what, what, what's the time code on this? Because we are going to use this other snippet. Yeah, sanctification is group work, which yeah. is why um, we're we're made to exist in community. Like, yeah. There are a lot of there are a lot of things that we wouldn't see on our own. Yeah. Right? Which goes back to again, the purpose of friendship. Right? There, and Christian friendship, because there are other types of friendship. Without having those relationships, we wouldn't see, a lot of times we wouldn't see our issues of pride, our superman complex, right. or, or my, 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 um, constant need to withdraw and isolate. Yeah. Like, like, friendship was the thing that pointed out a lot of those things, right? right? And so, I believe there is a space to work through these things in community without feeling abandoned, rejected, um, or feeling like you're the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't have to be ashamed of whatever issues that you have. The worst thing since bread box. Bread box. Oh my gosh. 
with. So, so that is the beauty of friendship. Like I can, I can be me and have a community rally around me and it will be walk through my shoes mm-hmm. because I may not be able to walk them through mm-hmm. by myself. Yeah. Right? And I just want to make, just want to make a point before I ask you, mm-hmm. that coming close to Christ does not mean you must, you must always be back in your word. And as much as that is good and it is beneficial for you, um, coming close to Christ also means being with the, the bride of Christ, which is the church. Coming closer to Christ is literally becoming like Christ. Right. And we can't even, like, it is great to read the Bible. Mm-hmm. But that is one aspect of becoming like Christ. Mm-hmm. See? Knowledge of Christ is one aspect. Yeah. But we don't need to walk out what we have learned, what we have read, what we've understood. True. We need to know what that out. And one of the best places to walk that out is yeah. friendship. Yeah. So, for the last half an hour or more, mm-hmm. we've been talking about you know, you know what friendship is, and you know how we, how we how the purpose of friendship should be. Mm-hmm. You know, more focusing on serving the other person, mm-hmm. um, and then we went we use that as a transition into how Christ has how Christ has been the example of friendship for us, right. and how that has how that has um how our friendships have brought us closer to Him, right? Um. I want to ask, what about non-Christian friends? So, I can say, um... You want to finish the question? Sure. So, what about one, having non-Christian friends, is that alone as Christians? Mm -hmm. Two, what about persons who who are not believers? Does, does this Format of friendship or this definition of friendship still serve them, and how does it do that? Okay, well, to answer your first one, um, yes, I am a product of Christians having non Christian friends, mm. right? Um, back in 2008 2009, I wanted nothing to do with the Lord. I knew it, mom, mom been telling me about it for years. I have well, own coffee, yeah, I knew of him. I have uncles who are pastors. Um, Mother be Christian, but your Sunday school teacher, all kind of things. Um, I myself got baptized in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and and sang in the choir and ocean, all kind of the church. So I knew the church space very well, but nothing to do with the Lord. My personal life did not reflect that of a believer. Mm-hmm. But it, but I had Christian friends around me, people like Andre Miller, people like Dave Brown, Navarro Moulton. Um, people who rallied around me and still showed me kindness and showed up in my life um, and just took the time to get to know who I was. Mm-hmm. Right? And so when the Lord did what he was doing in 2009 2010, I knew who I could talk about it. Yeah. Right? And so I have always been an advocate for having Christian friends. I think there's a space where Christians cannot let um, I don't see the Bible saying anything against it. I think where we need to be careful is taking counsel. Sorry, is it? A Non-Christian friends. Okay, non-Christian. Non-Christian friends. Yeah, I think where we need to be careful is taking counsel from non-Christian friends because our views are vastly different. Right. See? So we should always have that Christian perspective versus the non-Christian friend would not have that. Right? And so I don't think it's necessarily wise to take counsel. Um, and again, asterisk here because you know I apply to every single. Because some non-Christian friends can give great banking and investing advice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a one-size-fits-all. That, that's the, the, when you said counsel, you probably go to um, Psalms one. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, where it says, and let me bring up the scripture itself. Um, Blessed is the man who walking not in the counsel and the bank. Of the ungodly are standing in the way of sinners, nor is it in the seed of the Lord, but his delight is in the Lord. You know, it's good to one. No, listen, look here. <laughs> and she said, Certain things you must know. Yeah. And I said, Very familiar with the church space. <laughs> my, my bedtime stories were Bible stories. 
Yes. 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 What a Jericho, Samsung. So before we go back to the second part of the question that mm-hmm. I asked earlier, which was to remind myself what that was. Um how can we have non Christian friends? Yeah, you know, so the first question is should Christians have non-Christian friends? Mm-hmm. Yes, I definitely say um, And then the second question is, um, for non for a person who are non-believers, mm-hmm. is the way in which we have defined friendship, friendship. is right. it better still better? So keep that in mind. Right. Um, but before before we get to that part, that that question, um, when you had said counsel, mm-hmm. um, like taking counsel from from non-believers, separate from you know, getting advice on different things. Mm-hmm. It's two different subjects. Right. Um, because in the scripture we just read a while ago, Psalm 1 verse 1. Blessed mm-hmm. is man who walketh not in the course of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord and meditate there. Um, how do we know the difference between Taking counsel mm-hmm. from someone who is an unbeliever, um, someone who is who is still a sinner, mm-hmm. not saved by grace. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to include that because we are still sinners, but we are saved by grace. Right? Um, how, do, how do we reconcile being friends with them, separate from not taking counsel from them? So I think there are areas of our lives that should be governed by the word of God. Right? So, how you steer your marriage? Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't necessarily go to a non Christian friend in terms of getting calls for how to steward my marriage. Right. right? Not because they wouldn't have good advice, mm-hmm. but because our worldview mm-hmm. can be vastly different. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, I think the best advice for some years in life would come from Christian community and Christian elders. Right? Um, as I said, um, I want a good financial advisor when they're Christian or not, like mm-hmm. spaces to invest. But a non Christian friend would not necessarily understand me giving a part of my salary as tithes. Right? right? <laughs> like you would go, no, you're going to give a 30,000 tithes. No, you know, you could have invested that. And so, it's not necessarily bad advice that they're giving you, right. but it's not Christian advice that they're giving you. So, what you're saying to me is the, the difference between you know, counsel, of, counsel from, from uh, an unbeliever and counsel from a believer is that the shared vested interest in Christ, that is Christ, right. makes the difference. Yeah, man, it does. Not like, so, what I would say is they... they, they you take the advice from non-believers with a grain of salt. You also should take the advice from believers with a grain of salt. But the, the difference between actually living through, um, you know, whatever is whatever comes from a believer is that the shared that shared in, in interest in Christ, that shared um, that shared relationship in Christ, should make a difference. It makes a difference because it impacts the way in which we interact with the world. Right. A non-believer will not. Understand or well, they may have an idea, but they will not understand the they will not understand the the, the, the way in which we ought to be impacting the world, the way in which the world ought to be how we supposed to be interacting with the world. Right. So you can get the advice from a marriage a marriage counselor who is not necessarily a Christian. Mm-hmm. So things like therapy, but you, you you take that in the light of the the Bible. You take that in the light, right. in the light of people who are. Living according to the Bible and according to Scripture, um, so the, and you're looking at that example. Definitely. So let's move to the next question: of um, Can these particular principles be beneficial to non-believers? The the the, the, the principle of um, following Christ as as how it is that He served His friends. Mm-hmm. Um, how it is that we ought to be. Viewing ourselves as less than mm-hmm. in order to serve everybody else. Mm-hmm. How is that beneficial 
and hope so if it is. Right. So um, or if it isn't. So a lot of the teachings of Christ um, aren't simply Christian, but they're also good. Right. right? <laughs> and so there's a lot of benefit to taking heed to a lot of what Jesus has said in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, as Christians, our lives are governed by it, but there is still benefits mm-hmm. to living on your life this way. It's not just simply because he wanted us to follow a bunch of rules. Mm-hmm. Right? But um, these principles are also good for just living our daily life. Like being quick to forgive and things like that and listening. Um, these are things that every and anybody can benefit from. And being selfless mm-hmm. is beneficial to everybody. So just imagine if two people are in a relationship and their intent is to please the other person. Right? Nobody would then feel like they're not being heard or that their needs are not being met. Right? And so you don't have to be a Christian to see why that is important and to see why that could be beneficial. Um, but as Christians, our lives should be governed by it. Even though we fall short, we get it wrong a lot of times. But there is definitely benefit in, in carrying out friendships in this way. I want to turn it up, turn it opposite, turn it turn it up on its head and, um, and say that the, the major issue that I would have telling telling a non-believer um, to, to follow these particular principles is the fact that they are non-believer. And I say, and let me explain. So, as a Christian, you know that you're going to suffer. And we have to count it our joy. Mm-hmm. For our reward is not here, but in heaven. Sure. I mean, yes. yes. <laughs> as a non-believer, they don't get that. As an unbeliever, they don't get that, right? And, and and I'm talking both. They're not they're not promised the the, the, the treasures in heaven, right? But at the same time, they, they don't they just won't understand that principle mm-hmm. where why should they suffer? Why should they have to suffer for the, the sake of others? Mm-hmm. Like there is no there is point that no benefit in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get a little bit of joy saying somebody um come out to the market but. Why do you go to the Mokan Maya? Me must be happy about that. Me must call that joy. You must say, man, you look at inside, but not inside. Inside, the people inside, inside. Like, I saw you with that thing about it. Right. As a non believer. Right. So, I would say to any non believer, yo, this is, this is not going to be anything that you see to be fruitful because you don't have that, that you don't have that common factor of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know? And, in order for you to, to really and truly see where we are coming from as Christians, you would have to first see Christ. You would first have to be, you would first have to accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And we're going to do this every single time. You have to do that. Guys, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior before, I'll talk about time. Come, <laughs> come on, yes, girl. My God, my Go to the mic. <laughs> but like, you have to be my chick. <laughs> Yo, <fine. laughs> my chick, <laughs> guys. Look here. Come, let me tell you the secret of. <laughs> wow, I'm not gonna be the girl something quick. But honestly, like. Um, it, this, this, this principle of, of being um, selfless um, to the basic point of death, and not death in terms of your physical body dying, but death in terms of death to yourself and your desires and your, your pride, your ego, your, your, um, your lustful desires, all of them things are. Um, the only way that will make sense to you is if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, and I encourage you, just think about it. <laughs> and then if the Holy Spirit catches you, just go fight it. Is it? Is it? Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I feel like there was another thing we want about after this. Was it? Was it? Mm, was it? Mm, we kind of got you everything. I'm so excited. Yeah. Alright, cool. So, 
I feel like we can, you know, put on a pin there, so. Mm-hmm. But just before we put on a pin, I I want us to get into our segment, the line. Right. Right. Um, the line is a segment where we discuss where as Christians we should draw the line, line on different topics. And for this week, the topic, this week's topic is where do we cut off friends that offend us? Um, and I want, okay, so I guess we should we, should we, and where should, and when do we cut off um, these, these friends? When do we cut off friends? That's friend us, yeah. So I am not a big advocate in cutting off, but I do accept and acknowledge that there is a space for it. Right. Um, I believe that any relationship that has become your idol or is becoming your idol and pulling you away from Christ, where you're now seeing yourself more willing to serve the person than you are to serve the God who has given this person to you, your own. Mm-hmm. the God who has placed this person in your life, right. then you need to check yourself and maybe, maybe that's a relationship that you need to end. Mm-hmm. A friend can do it that you need to end. Right? And it's not simply, oh, um, I have I have sinned because of this friend. It's not as simple as that. No. That's a part of it, but it's not as simple as that. But if you're more concerned about pleasing this person than you are the Lord, if you find yourself there, then your community needs to check you, you need to check yourself, and you need to support that relationship. Yeah. And that may mean cutting off that relationship. Um, first, you know if you were cutting, cutting yeah. um, friend, friendships off, I... I, I Dislike it heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to use a, a much stronger word, but I'm a Christian and, and in the public space, so I'm not allowed to. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I agree with you, as I do with a lot of topics. But the, for me, the notion of cutting off a friend, it, it like you said, there, I, see, I see where there's a space for it. But the way in which most people go about doing it, mm-hmm. I think is as impulsive as I am when it comes down to creating new content. Yeah. Um, Wait, finish. Let me finish. I want to say something about this. Sure. So, like, you know, I, I don't believe that it should be your first option unless the, the offense is that blatantly um, of, like, offensive. Um, then, ah, cool. But you being a friend, I think that even when you are quote-unquote ending a friendship, you can still be a friend to them. Mm-hmm. And that may not look like the same dynamic that you've had prior to the, the ending of the friendship. Mm-hmm. But the principle of being selfless, being loving, right. being caring, right. um, putting them above yourself right. in the context of Christ it, 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 it's, it remains the same. You know, you just don't have that relational dynamic where you go day to day with them. You know, so if you bump them on the road, you can't, like, be expecting, be expecting to be grimy towards them. Like, nah, bro. So you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. And so that's the thing. And so, like, never like a, a look around. Like, you know, I believe, um, and as I say, like, it's impossible. But I believe the, the, I'm not saying it's our case. But in a lot of spaces, the, the desire to cut off is because we've been wrong. Ah. But have we ever stopped to look at the ways we have wronged Jesus? We have spat in the face of his grace. Like, have we ever just taken a minute to look at that? Like, we constantly spit yeah. in his face. Yeah. Him, him lavish everything upon us. Everything we constantly spitting in his face. Mm-hmm. What if Jesus was of that mindset? Of, I keep doing this and you keep making the same issue. See, I keep making the same mistakes. Like, so, but don't save you one time. Yeah. Why, am I, why you feel like me need to come save you again? And so, where are you going so far? It is, it is easy to want to cut off somebody when they have wronged you. Right. But right. we've also wronged many persons. Right. And many persons have forgiven us. Many persons right. have extended grace True. when we have been in the wrong. True. Shouldn't we extend that same grace? Yes. Shouldn't we be willing to reconcile? As the Bible talk about today, when we are in the church, Romans 12, mm-hmm. um, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all oh, men. 
The Bible even goes as far as to say, oh, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. Mm-hmm. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. Your enemy, mm-hmm. not, not a friend. How much more should you go to make sure that you and your friend is good? So maybe we need to get better at choosing friends and not so quick to cut off friends. And you, I, I'm glad you brought up that last point of um, choosing friends because of the within the last few years, I want to say, mm-hmm. at least the last four years there about mm-hmm. the, the the Jamaican proverb, um, show me friends and I'll, I'll tell you who you are. I don't know if it's a Jamaican proverb alone, but yeah. Um, it, it has resonated so much more with me mm-hmm. where I'm, I am beginning to understand, at least from a Christian perspective, from my perspective, that, you know, the people that you choose to be in your life and to walk life through daily, mm-hmm. um, they are a reflection of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that reflection may not always be, you know, be, be projected through them in terms of me know that the, there, there are different things that you do that I would do as well. Mm-hmm. But it's also a reflection of the way in which I treat you, mm. you know. So if you can tell me, if, if you can look at my friends that I've chosen that I legit intentionally call friends, Zine, you, you must be able to look at the way in which they act, mm. they, they, they live their lives and tell, tell me the kind of person that, that I am or a, or a part, an aspect of the kind of person that I am. Mm-hmm. And the way in which I treat them, you should be able to do the very same thing. Manalai, I never expect that the alarm to go off when the um, time I did done, somebody set an alarm. I'm keeping that, we're not cutting it. Cut off. <laughs> I am keeping that. So, <laughs> Definitely we're trying to. Yeah, man. Like each week we remind you. <laughs> it's not planned. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think. I just think that that if we, if we were to actually think about that that proverb a little bit more mm-hmm. and see how it is that it can actually affect our lives, then be much better. But yeah, it's a make put on the pen, son. Right, right, right yes. put on the pen right there. And thank you guys for staying tuned for another episode of Unscripted Convos, the podcast. It's him, I say. Um, We've actually reached over 50 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so big ups to everybody who have subscribed on YouTube. I have not checked the analytics for the other podcast or the podcasting platforms as yet, but I do hope that they are, you know, up. Oh. Um guys, thank you so much for your support, for your comments, for your likes, your dislikes, your everything. The support has been real. Um, big up on yourself. Check us out on all socials. All socials really should just be. Instagram for now. <laughs> it's <laughs> Which, all you need. It's, all it's you really need. all you need. <laughs> <laughs> At unscripted convos with a K that is unscripted K over NVOS. However, it's well convos. Switch on the C and put in a K. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. Until the next episode, big up on the set. See me.